Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is JL, I'm your host, and I am going to be taking you through a journey of conversations every single time we upload, ranging from all sorts of topics, as well as some reflections from myself. And I want to encourage you with all of this conversation, everything that comes up, to take it to your community group, whoever you're doing life with, and to have the bigger conversation about it. The aim of this podcast, obviously, is to take topics and things that would necessarily not have all the time in the world to be talked about and actually expand on it. But I'm sure the conversation goes beyond this. So thanks for tuning in. And feel free to get in touch with me if you have any questions, some stuff you want um, highlighted. I'd love to hear from you. And my hope and prayer with this podcast and this conversation is that you would follow Jesus in a deeper way and abide in him now and until forever. Knowing what you know now, what would you say to yourself, a younger you, say, seven, eight, ten years ago? You can think about that. If I was to have to write a letter to a younger me, there's a song um, from you now. Yeah, there's a song. I think it's by Casting Crowns or Mercy Me or something. Dear younger me, hmm. you know, dear younger me, you know. and they go, it would it would be, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff. Yep, the the details don't matter. You know, at because I would have been you know say ten years ago I would have been twenty three. At 23, I would go through a range of different things. Hi, Samuel. <laughs> what time? Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's um, in the podcast. Yeah, that's Cute. it. Um, uh, you know, like, at 23, stuff. I'd gone through a lot. Yeah. But I hadn't gone through what I was going to go through <laughs> in the next 10 years. You know, um, you getting kid. engaged and getting broken up with a month beforehand. And then going through all the church stuff that I went through, just mm. getting stood down as a youth pastor. And then going through um, this, the insaneness of, um, you know, finding somebody, getting engaged again, getting married those teething issues in early marriage, wow. going through three years yeah. of fertility stuff and then becoming a father. Yeah. You know, don't sweat the small stuff because, you know, I looked at little things. It's like, oh, man, I want to be married by 25. I want to be this. I want to be that. Who cares? Who cares about the details? Who cares about what age you're going to get married and all that sort of stuff? Instead, I want to marry the right person. Mm. I want yeah. to do a job that I enjoy. Yeah. I want to... Yeah, go and travel and 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 enjoy life and live life to the full. I want to do that. Don't don't sweat what age or what month or what this. It, it, I would sit there and I would say, you know what? The next ten years are going to be the hardest ten years of your life. You think you face stuff in your previous ten years? No, this is going to be tough. There are going to be times where you cry out to God. There are going to be times where you. Um, where you sit there and you wonder what has happened and and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's that's the thing. Like sometimes we sweat the small stuff. We sit there and we sweat the details. Yeah. You know, I, I, we sit there at three o'clock in the morning. Oh man, I just want this kid to sleep so I can mm. get an hour's sleep. <clears throat> Who cares? 
Who cares if you get an hour of sleep? Who cares if you get two hours of sleep or whatever it is? Right now, that kid needs all of you and all that sort of stuff. Oh, man, I want to have this kid sleeping through the night by this age. Don't put a time limit on Yeah, this. yeah. Don't put a... Because when you don't reach that goal, but at the same time, there are there are times you have to put time limits on things. Mm. Okay, I want to get fit and train. So I'm, for the next year, I'm going to follow this gym program and I'm going to stick to it. That's fine. Do it's that. But don't sit there and go, in eight weeks, I want to lose 10 kilos and have washboard abs. Because it's not realistic. Mm. And you'll probably do like some sort of juice diet like Kelly from um, the office and end up fainting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like yeah, that would be the biggest thing. I'll, don't sweat the small stuff because I've man, I've I've faced a heck of a lot in my my life, and the one thing that I know is the constant is that God. Yes, that's the constant. Yeah. Whenever I have not trusted that um, that gut feeling, um, not sure if you've seen like Spider Man and stuff like that, and you know the latest one. Uh, the latest one, but I'm talking about. I don't want to put any spoilers in there, yeah, so I'm talking about the yeah. second one. You know. Yeah. Um, with um, Mysterio, and he goes, um, you know, oh, your Peter Tingle. And she's like, don't go with the Peter Tingle, you know. But that's what it is for me. Like when God speaks to me, I get this kind of little flutter in my stomach. Yeah. And it's like my Peter Tingle. Mm. Um, and it's kind of like this thing where I'm like, okay, this this is, okay, this is of God, yeah. you know. And I go into situations, when I ignore that, it doesn't work out well for me. But when mm. I follow that, even if it's the most insane idea, it's like last night we would we've been doing some sleep training with our son. Last three nights we've been doing it, and we've been making progress. Yeah. But then both of us looked at each other and we're like, we don't like this cried out kind of thing and stuff like that. We mm. looked at you know, and it's like Mel hates it. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, how about how about we do what I thought we should do from the start? We'll play worship, and I said three or four songs in. We'll you know we'll have him in his thing, and we'll just slowly rock him. And so he gets used to it because he got a new cot yesterday. So he gets used oh, to his congrats. new cot. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll let him know that you said that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> um, and then, like, rock him and then we'll get him to sleep. Last night he was asleep at 7.30 and slept through to 1.30. Wow. And I, was, I said so to Mel, good. you know, like, we want, we want our kids to know the value of worship. We want them to know the value that, that God is protecting them and all that sort of mm. stuff. And at six months of age, we sit down, we pray with him before he eats his meals yeah. and all that sort of stuff before meals breastfeeds all that sort of stuff you know lord we, we pray and we thank you and all that sort of stuff because yeah. we want to teach them the value of thankfulness and prayer and all that sort of stuff yeah people are like he's six months old he doesn't understand it's like mm, you'd be surprised yeah, you would be. but why would you not want to start it early anyway you know um but yeah that would be the big thing don't sweat the small stuff um yeah that's awesome what about yourself what would you um well, I think um, the biggest thing I probably have learnt in the, I've been on a, yeah, I've been on a journey of learning um, quite, it, it boils down to, for me, two things. Um, I'm not as in control as I thought I'd be, uh-huh. even though I love planning and just like getting stuff right. Um, uh-huh. not the biggest, like, super organized person in the world, Compared but I'm organized, <laughs> but I'm organized enough, um, to, you know, to want to have plans. But so God has been like absolutely smashing that down. Um, you know, and so I'll find, I'm finding out like, even if you do a bit of scientific research that, realistically we're actually only in control of about 15% of what makes up our life. Um, 
which says a lot, like our choices do affect quite a lot. So the flip side of that is how, how much sovereignty God has in everything. Mm. Like given that we are so not in control of anything, <laughs> like 15%, what the heck is that? You get yeah. that on an exam, you failed. <laughs> you, get that, you get that an exam for writing your name. Well done, you've written your name and the date. Here's 15%. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, pretty much that's what it is. You show up, it's like showing up really. Um, so I'm, I'm learning that. And then because when COVID, when COVID hit in 2020, um, that was my first year going back into youth pastoring. And it mm. was like, and then it was more complex than when we did it together um, because there's two two campuses, um, so, you know, two cultures. Yep. Two different, and so going into that, like, super excited, three months later, oh, no, it's lockdown. Everything is like, you can't, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, this is, you know. Yeah. And so going through that and then, you know, even with Samuel, um, son coming along and just like going, you know, if I'm trying to, um, if I'm trying to at three in the morning or whatever time he wakes up and he's not feeling comfortable for whatever reason, maybe he's hungry or needs to change. If I'm trying to reason with a human being who has not developed enough to actually be able to, to even understand communication or what he's doing outside of his comfortable little warm environment. Yeah. If I'm trying to do that, like, if you looked at that objectively, you go, you're absolutely insane. What are you doing? You might as well just get, you know, do the things that you can. Right. Um, and so, like, learning, learning and actually leaving the, I'm not in control. I have, like you've been saying, there are limitations um, and flaws and, strengths and weaknesses that are just there that you know some i can change some are actually just they're going to be there forever and you yep. learn to navigate life through that um yeah it, that's what i would say to my younger self you're not as in control as you think you are and god is more in control than you think he is um there's a couple of things that i would that i would say yeah to him do you think it's as well, like going back to what you were saying before about like, you know, 3 a.m. you're trying to reason. I don't think a, a, a normal functioning hysterical person at 3 a.m. can be reasoned with anyway. <laughs> like if you think about it, like if you've woken up, say, a nightmare, okay, yeah, as an adult male or um, you've woken up with a panic attack because there's something coming up and you're stressed out and somebody comes in and tries to reason with you that it's all going to be okay and all that sort of stuff, you're, you, usually you're not going to settle down anyway. No. You know, you think about your most stressed or your most panicked moments in life. People have tried to reason with you, but you haven't yeah. wanted to listen. And that may have been like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's the thing. And I think, you know, we've, you know, working with at-risk youth as well, like, you can't reason with people sometimes. You can't reason with, I mean, we've seen this throughout this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people that have their own theories. There are people that have their own reasonings. There are people that have all these different things. But we've almost become a society that is, I'm not going to listen to anybody else mm. except for what my opinion is. Yeah. And yeah. I don't care what you say or what you do or whatever it is or whatever it is or, you know, it's like, yeah, but that's, that's not really how you have a discussion. 
Yeah. You know, I'd love to know why you think that way. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and call you an idiot. I'm not mm. going to sit there and call you, you know, a uh, sheep or whatever. I just want to know why. Yeah. You know, I've got mates that are on both sides of the fences and I'll sit there and ask them why. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, right? Like, throughout this whole pandemic and all that sort of stuff, and I don't really want to talk about this stuff or whatever it is because it seems like everywhere you turn is COVID. It's just like, yeah. Feel free to. Bit over over it. But I think during this whole pandemic... I want to know your perspective anyway on it. During this whole pandemic, I think we've seen the worst of humanity. Hmm. I mean, we've also seen the best Hmm. as well. We've seen people that, you know, um, there was a guy in England you know, and there was a lot of elderly people in his area, and because they couldn't get out and stuff like that, he would, um, he would get his car and he would go, "What do you need?" So he'd go and buy them, and he would literally go, "Okay, here's house number twelve. I'm going to go get this. I'm going to do that. Wow. Here's another. I'm going to go about it." But you don't hear about stories like that. Wow. Why? Because it's a feel-good story. Why yeah. would the news want to put a feel-good story? On it? You know <laughs> I mean? um, yeah. We've also seen the the worst of the worst. You know, we've seen the punch-ups over toilet paper. Yeah, we've seen. People yeah. who literally go and cough deliberately on people and all that sort of stuff. And we've also seen the worst of the worst with protests and people yeah. going and stuff. We've, I mean, 2020 and 2021, we've seen everything from, you know, the Black Lives Matter. We've seen COVID. We've seen vaccines. We've seen, you know, mm. church stuff happen. You know, we've seen, you know, pastors that have fallen. We've seen... The, We have seen so many different things and all that sort of stuff. But I I, I also look at it from the perspective that I think, you know, right now, the enemy's just sat back going, I don't have to do anything. (laughs) You guys are doing it for me. He's probably sat there with the demons going, Mm. the last two years have been great. They've been in lockdown themselves. Because Mm. why has he needed to do anything? Yeah. You've got churches, you've got pastors, you've got Christians, and I'm talking specifically here about believers fighting with each other. Yeah. Over different things. Real you've things. got you've got people getting debates over the vaccine. They're debating at church over coffee after they've just heard a sermon <laughs> over the vaccine <laughs> and over mandates. You've got people that yeah. are sitting there going, don't come near me because you're not vaccinated. Yeah. You've got people that are sitting there protest, you know, and you're sitting there going, the enemy's literally had to, just had to take the last mm. two years off. Yeah. He's probably sat there and gone, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be great. We'll be doing this, this, this. And then he's kind of just watched it unfold and gone, huh. Mm. They, they're doing it for us. Yeah. We, we've seen in the last two years more people, I was reading the statistics somewhere, there are more people that have turned away. I mean, look at the latest census. The lowest common percentage that we've seen with people saying, I'm a Christian, or I, I, I um, what do they call it? Identify as a Christian. Yeah. And all that sort of stuff, or I attend church, or whatever it is. They oh, now the say results regular, come out. They, they yeah. now say regular church attendance is every four to six weeks. If yeah. you go once every four to six weeks, that's considered regular church Consistent. attendance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you go, so if you go once every. So once a month or once every two months. So, you know, you go six to ten times a year, you're a regular church attendee. Yeah. Like, we look at, um, you know, all these different mm. things. The, the, the whole premise of this thing is that I think this, this whole thing has just seen that as Christians, we're, we're quite fickle. And 
we've kind of taken our eye off the ball a little bit. Yeah. This yeah. is almost like this pandemic has come out and this is where we should be. Okay, you know what? Whatever we can do, whatever the church can do, we're going to do. But then we, we see churches go, mm, actually, no, we're not going to take people in. Yeah, we're yeah, not going to yeah. use our place as a thing. Yeah. Or the church goes, hey, we're willing to open our doors as a vaccine hub during the day. Yeah. And then parishioners sitting there and chaining themselves outside the door because they're yeah. anti, you know, the vaccine and stuff. And it's like, mm. what have we become? Like, where... Yeah. Where where is this? Like what what? And and look, I'm I'm not debating sides of the fences and stuff like that. It's just it's too tiring. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got a six month old. Like that, that, that's that's all the debating. That's more important. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I look at it and I think, man, like we've we've had an opportunity over the last two years as Christians to stand up and actually be counted, to mm. to, to to be difference makers. Mm. But if anything, we've actually been difference makers in the wrong way. The small stuff, really. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen more Christians post up about anti-vaccine, <laughs> anti-mandate, you know, Bill Gates and all this sort of stuff over the last two years than I have be still and know that I'm God. Mm. Yeah. Hey, if anyone needs to coffee or if anyone needs anything. Being what we're meant to be about. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Go out into all the world and preach the, the gospel. I'm not wearing a mask. Go out into all the world and do this. No, I'm not signing in with Safe WA. Really? Like, do we do we have to? Do we have yeah. to? Like, again, it's don't sweat the small stuff. Like, what? Why are we? Why are we sweating the small stuff? It's like, hey, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? Yeah. Like, what do yeah. you want me to do? What do you want me to be? Who do you want me to to be to these people yeah. at work? God, you know, use me. Mm. Whatever you need me to do. Yeah. If you want me to just in the midst of infighting and all that sort of stuff just be a voice of reason if you want me to just be a calm still person if you whatever you want me to be god yeah if if we all ask that question on a daily basis we would see a different world but we don't it's 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 and it goes beyond like the pandemic and stuff like that it's oh, it's, yeah. it's almost like who's going to get offended today yeah when we watch on the news and I, and, and you know me I'm probably one of those guys that probably shouldn't be allowed to speak sometimes. You know, I I say stuff and, and, and all that, and it's like, oh, you know. And I remember, like, on Fridays, it was kind of like we'd joke <laughs> about it. Fridays, I would do the, the demo, and on Mondays at the staff meeting, you'd do the cleanup job, and you'd be like, okay, well, what do I need to apologise for Josh for this time? You know what I mean? And, I, and that's just, it was that, that was the running joke. And um, that that was kind of that was kind of the thing, and, and it wasn't that I was trying to offend people. It wasn't that really. It was just the fact that I I don't I don't know how to sugarcoat sometimes, yeah. and it's something that I've got to learn absolutely. But at the same time, I also think maybe we've sugarcoated too much at times. In, yeah, in, and in certain, church, and certain issues aren't necessarily meant to be felt good about because they're not no that's not their nature like the you know in the entirety of the gospel as well is that if it's not offensive to any part of us mm. it's not the gospel because jesus at no point does he agree with any other human being in saying oh you're you're, you're right like not all have fallen short of the glory of God. Even so his like, disciples. Even right. So also his disciples. There's no there's no person in the entire world who 
who is not offended or should not be offended by the gospel because no. that's what like we need Jesus for the because of reality like, we're in the wrong over if, and if so. we had Paul as a guest preacher at church there'd be people going oh, oh no. why have we got this false yeah, yeah, prophet yeah, out yeah, there yeah, yeah. why yeah because he hurts your feelings he's a false prophet yeah it's it's like we've now like I had to get off Facebook because man there's there've been whack jobs out there and we've given them a uh, we've actually effectively given them a soapbox to stand on and it'd be heard. You know, it used to be the weirdos in the city that used to have the end is nigh wrapped yeah, around their yeah, yeah. their neck and walk around and you'd go you could just walk past them. Now, like with Facebook and all these other platforms, they've effectively been given an area where they can they can talk and they can be heard by by the masses and yeah. it's like this is dangerous, you know. Um, but anyway, I was, you know, it's like any preacher that has any notoriety is a false prophet now. Uh, you listen, uh, what, what are you listening to? I'm, I'm listening to <laughs> Elevation Weather, you know, Stephen Ferdig is a false prophet. Uh, you know, what are you doing? I'm, 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 yeah. I'm uh, listening to a, um, uh, Bethel sermon. Oh, you know, yeah. you know, you know, they, you know, you know, they bring people back from the dead and they do, yeah, okay, yeah. right. Yep. Yeah, no worries. And then, you know, does this, and it's like, okay, so. So is there anybody that I can listen to? Is there anybody? Like, it's sort of, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's getting weird now. Yeah, it's really getting is. weirder and weirder. Like, there are things that have happened or have happened in the last couple of years that if you told us two or three years ago this is going to happen, you would have gone, no. no way. You know, stuff, you know, look at the pandemic. You look at all this sort of stuff. If you told people at the beginning of 2019, in 2020, this is going to happen. In 2021, this is going to happen. In two years, mm. yeah. churches, life, yeah. relationships, families, blah, 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 blah. This is what the world's going to look like. You just sat there and gone, okay, all right. Yeah. Weirdo. But that's the thing, right? I have, a, I, have, I have a small, no, I have a big, I have a big problem. <laughs> With 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 prophets, okay, yeah. and I'm gonna I'll, I'll put a caveat in there. Speaking as a person with a prophetic gift, yourself. I have a yes. Do you want me to tell you why? Yeah, because there was there was about I reckon a dozen that came out, and they were like, "You watch by the beginning of 2021, you know, it will be shown that that you know Trump." Is going to get back into power, and this is going to happen, and, and the pandemic is going to be shown to be a sham, and you know China's going to and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, all twelve of them came out and apologised. Yeah, and they said, "Oh, we're not. We, we want our privacy. We don't want anything else." Oh, so you want your privacy want now? Privacy. You want your privacy now? But but you 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 you've and and like I look at it and I think at no like how do I how do I say this without being a jerk? Um, there are so many people that are profiting off the name of Jesus financially. Mm, yeah. You know, you look at people that are selling books about how to, how to be a prophet, um, books about interpreting dreams. Hey, here's a $150 course on how to, um, how to, how to win a spiritual battle against a demon in your bedroom. Mm. So what, you graduate the certificate and you just show the demon the certificate and you go, I've graduated the course. Haven't you tried that? <laughs> Sorry, you're running, you're running, you're running the courses, aren't you? <laughs> no wonder you could afford the Renos. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean, man? Like, 
I don't know. Like, it's for me. Like, and, and <laughs> I, I, look, you probably get a lot of listeners because you know, <laughs> it's you and you're popular <laughs> um, and all that sort of stuff. But it's like for me, like, I, like people probably listen to this and go, man, that Josh guy's a <laughs> But you know what? Like, it's true though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I used to get annoyed when preachers would set up like literally a bookshop at the back. Yeah. And they would sit there and they'd go, you know, uh, you know, I want to talk to you about this. And it's in my book, which you can purchase for $20 at the back. And I, it's yeah. like, really? Are, yeah. are we're we doing like a Daniel's Direct kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But wait, there's still more. If you purchase my book today, you can actually get my other book, which, really? Like, uh, have, have, have we turned preaching yeah. into a, you know, uh, this church service is uh, sponsored by Toshiba. Toshiba, first in everything. You know, like, <laughs> like, like, is this what it's going to become? Like, you, you look at stuff yeah. and everything like that. Are we going to have like breaks in between church services where suddenly there's a sponsorship That's deal? Or, you know, and I've seen churches that have had it. I've seen churches that, that do that. The, the preacher's always wearing Nike gear because Nike sponsors them or whatever mm, because they're wow. a celebrity pastor. Or, and I'm like, Ben, look, is this what we've become? Like the yeah. word celebrity preacher, like. So ironic, isn't it? Oh, so ironic. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I just. I find it hard. Like, I, I actually find it really hard. And I think, you know, over the last six months, you know, I've been at home a lot more and, and everything like that. I've, I've spent a lot more time reading my Bible and everything. I'm actually finding I'm sleeping a lot less now. Mm. It's like I've gotten used to sleeping a lot less. I'm only sleeping a couple of hours a night, but I actually feel refreshed. Like, I feel good right yeah. now and stuff like that. But I'm, like, reading through these books and stuff, and I'm like, I wonder, like, I'm just reading the Bible and I'm sitting and I'm talking to God and... I'm like God. Like, what? What's going on here? Yeah. You know, where, where have we, where have we gone? We've gone down this rabbit hole and all that sort of stuff, and we've kind of. I think. I think for me that it's the saddest part is that I've seen good friends and family and all that sort of stuff turn against one another. Yeah. Over the most minute things and it's that don't sweat the small stuff yeah you know you and I don't agree on everything Hmm. but the one thing we do agree on is the big stuff you know okay youth on a Friday night I wanted a piñata and you were like we're not getting a (laughs) piñata so I went and bought a piñata because I'm like yeah we totally agree on that (laughs) you know what I mean like there were small things that we didn't agree on but the thing that we always agreed on was that we wanted to mm. bring something to the youth that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. We weren't into the big kind of going to the youth live events and all that sort of stuff. It's like, no, we have a unique situation here. We've got a smaller youth ministry. We've got Ultra One literally through the door. Mm. If we can't influence them, we have no right to go into the greater world. Yeah, you working back, in yeah. there, me having access to doing their devotions on a Friday. Yeah. If if we can't actually do something with them, then we have no right to talk to these kids about winning their 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 lunch times um, with their schools. Yeah. You know, winning this and stuff like that. I remember it's the whole had, idea of your backyard, isn't it? Like if you, I, I guess, essentially like a, around the same way of thinking. You know, like if we. Are not the ones of the ones that are taking responsibility of the discipleship of our own households, and we, sub, you know, we go and give that away to, mm. let's say, youth group, which 
or, or school or maybe to go to a Christian school on Sunday and say, oh yeah, tithe. So that's my payment for you. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit controversial. Um, maybe that's, that's my cover charge. <laughs> <laughs> that's my payment for you educating yeah. my child in the ways of God. Like, well, how about at home where you are supposed to, like where it matters most. So um, in the, you know, in this whole idea of like of growing and becoming more um more and more like you know hands off god's more hands-on than i am yeah um in terms of being in charge one of the things that i, I, I read this in a book um which had like and i've read this from two specifically good long-term ministers that have stuck you know 40 years in ministry that kind of thing and then they retired and yeah you know the kids are good the marriage is good I'm talking about how um, when it comes to, to these things, it's like you you don't want to be so loved by so many people and yet you come home and your wife can't stand you or your children can't stand you. The, the sad story, I heard a super sad story about Billy Graham. He'd been gone for so long, one day came back home and he asked his wife, oh, who's that girl over there in the driveway? Is that the neighbor's girl? It was his daughter. Like that's so. Like when it comes to reaching, hmm. <laughs> you're uh, in your own backyard. Yes, Ultra One is right there. Like we don't need to be fantasizing about fifty other, you know, other spaces when we've got a space right here with people that yep. are not in relationship with God that we could be in relationship with and pointing to Jesus and going on a journey. You know, because what? what why are we? Why are they here? We're not going to rely on the teachers themselves 100%. because in a school environment as well, teachers and education staff are restricted themselves in talking about, in Australia, in talking about their um, religious views. Even, even in Christian schools. Even in Christian schools. And so... Sometimes especially in Christian schools. Like <laughs> so you're, yeah, like you're not allowed to, what they call it, proselytize. But it's like, yeah, it doesn't make sense in a Christian yeah. school. So um, You can share your opinion as long as this is your as opinion. As long as this is in your opinion and... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, and 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 the and the kids are not going anywhere. Um, you know, with all the right checks and balances, you are allowed to come in and volunteer mm. your time to 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 mentor and to and so yep. so there was there was that space that was already available, um, but you know there can be a little bit of that. The grass is greener on the other other side um, mentality. Actually, if you got AstroTurf, then your grass is definitely, definitely greener all year round and you don't need to look at anyone else's grass. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> do, you, do you think there's almost like an ingrained... You know, like they always say, the grass is always green on the other side. Do you think there's this ingrained kind of thing that sometimes... Um, you know, You know when you go to like some streets... And you go and like everyone's got these manicured gardens mm. and then there's always one house in there that isn't. And you kind of think to yourself, everyone else in that, that street must be going, what a jerk. Like, just mm. water your garden or, yeah. or put, yeah. actually, just put, and there's probably this feeling of, I'm just going to go and model it myself. I'm just going to do this. And so, mm. Because it's, it's not keeping up with, 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 with the, the standards that I, that I keep. But the problem is the only control you have right now 
is you can only control what happens in this house. Yeah. You can't control anything else. You can't go to church and oh, stop, 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 stop. Okay. Um, yeah. Look, I don't really like song number two. Can, can we just go back to song number one? I'm happy to sing that for like another ten minutes and stuff. But song number two, you know, or um, you know, you're at, you're at work or whatever it is, and you go, hey, look. I think we should actually start half an hour earlier and finish half an hour earlier because traffic is a nightmare and yeah, I don't want to do yeah, yeah. Like you can't influence or change or do anything like that, right? You can only influence what happens in this, this house. So like you said, you know, when you come home, you have a choice. You have a choice of how you act. And if the culture in here and the culture that you represent out there is different, People are going to see you out there and they're going to say to Laura, oh man, your husband, he's always so good. He's always helping clean up at church. He's always doing this. He's always mm. doing that. And then you come home and you walk past the overflowing garbage. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you walk past the dirty dishes in the sink and you walk past that and everything like that. Your wife goes, hold on. Why do you do it out there? Yeah. Do it here. Yeah. But it's different. If you do it in here, and then you maybe don't necessarily do that there. That's almost seen as okay. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like, well, I'm looking after my house. I'm keeping mm. my house in order. I'm making sure that my mm. wife and my son are, are, are looked after. Yeah. Because if, if everyone was to kind of look after their own, society maybe wouldn't need to. We don't. Yeah. We talk about it constantly. Yeah. There are kids who leave abusive homes every single day and they come to school and they're hoping, they're hoping that when they return, that situation has changed. Change, yeah. I had a kid who would sit there and he goes, I hope, I hope, I hope that my mum is still alive when I get home. My goodness. Every single day he would walk there. He would walk home. And he wouldn't take the bus. He would walk for an hour and a half just so that there was extra time for him to get there. And he would process every single day. I said, why doesn't your mum leave her boyfriend? He goes, because if she walks out of the house, he will find her and kill her. Wow. But, But that's unfortunately what's happened during this COVID lockdown and all this sort of stuff is that we've seen... Abusive relationships, we've seen a whole range of different things. We've seen, like, we've, I mean, I've seen a lot of people split up, you know, Christians, non Christians, whatever, you know. Um, I've also seen a lot of, um, we've, I mean, what is it? I think that's like a, I can't even remember what the number was, but it was massive in um, domestic violence has gone up. Yeah, there was a massive expectation of that to rise. You know, um, and, and yeah. it did. Um, yeah. and, and unfortunately, like, every time we go into a three day lockdown or whatever it is, and and there are kids that are mm, caught up in that. In all of that, yeah. You know, and the trauma they're going through. And, and you'd know studying this, you know, and, and me going through what I'd gone through as a, as a kid, you know, that trauma sticks with you. Mm. Like it's ingrained in you, you know. Um, yeah. It's, it's insane, man. Like it is insane. Yeah. Just how much influence um, the, the, the trauma can have. One small little moment of trauma can cause a lifetime of psychological 
um, hurt and, and moments and stuff like that. It mm. could be just one little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that's that's what we're at, man. Like we've got a lot of like we talk about mental health, and I think I think there's a lot of mental health issues out there. But I also think there's a lot of people that are using mental health as a crutch to not face up to their responsibilities. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, how many times have you heard it on the news and go, oh, well, this person's not fit to stand trial because um, they they didn't pass the mental health exam or whatever it is, and you're like. So, so he's going to pay. So, so he's literally going to go and sit in a, in what a, a facility for the next twenty, thirty years, because he can't face up to it. Like, you know, yeah. you look at. I mean, you look at that poor uh, girl in Ellenbrook, you know, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. You know, they've they've charged somebody this morning and stuff like that. And right. you look at that and you go, what gives somebody the right to walk into somebody else's house and do that? Mm. And yeah. what gives somebody else the right to walk into somebody else's tent and steal somebody else's child? Mm. What gives somebody else the right to, um, you know, you look at the camera, serial killings and all that. What gives somebody else the right to do that? Yeah. Why does somebody think that there's a justifiable reason that they can follow the whole of society and do that? Yeah. What have we, what have we done to say that that's okay? Um, it's the same with, you know, um, speeding. It's the same with drink driving. It's the same with a whole range of different issues. At some point, people justify it and go, well, that's okay. Yeah. You know? And I think it's the same with, like, you know, uh, I've looked at this from the, from the thing of fatherhood and I've looked at it from, the, from, from everything and stuff like that. What, what makes me think that I'm qualified and I don't need help? raising this kid mm. what makes me think that I know everything yeah yeah and there are times when I've sat there people's people sat there oh, you shouldn't hold him because he'll get used to that and I and, and defiant mm. as I would I'll do whatever Don't I want to do <laughs> and sometimes sometimes immaturely you know if somebody says hey, you shouldn't do that I'll be like damn right I'm doing that <laughs> you know and, and like I remember we were out um, at a shopping centre a couple of years ago and um uh, you know, you can edit this out if you want to. Um, <laughs> we're, we're getting shirts and like Mel was trying to get me a shirt and she put a couple of options out there and I was like, so I picked the blue one with white dots because, yeah. you know, that's, it's about as flamboyant as I'm willing to go. Um, and um, she's like, um, she's like that. She goes, what about one of these? Like this florally shirt of shirt. I was like, it's gay. I was like, do I look like I'm gay? Anyway. <laughs> The store assistant comes out and goes, can I help you? And I'm like, and Mel's like, like looking, is like to tell me, don't say anything. Don't say anything. And he goes, oh, this, this shirt's wonderful, you know, with, with a big seller. And I said, oh, I'm sure it is a big seller amongst the community. Um, but I said, I want this shirt. Yeah. And Mel's like, what are you doing? Like a, mm. And she like had a go at me. She's like, why do you, like even the other day we were out at the shops and like I was making you know, off-the-cuff comments to the sales staff and stuff As like that. Do. And she's like, people don't know how to take you. And I'm like, mm. I like that. 
I like the fact that people don't take me. Yeah. Because I said, that's me. I said, I make jokes. I said, if people laugh or if they feel uncomfortable or whatever, I said, it doesn't matter. So like, you know, we were sat there and we were talking about that, but people love it. Like when we were in, like, when we were in the hospital and like the midwives would come in, I'd sit there and make jokes and yeah, all that sort of yeah. stuff and everything. Yeah. Because in this time and in this world right now, there is so much crap that is happening. There is so much rubbish and all that that sometimes people just want to laugh and yeah. forget about it, yeah. you know? I make it very clear that I don't want to talk about COVID and vaccines and all that sort of stuff. I know we've covered it here yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and all that sort of stuff, but I don't, like, I'm like, can we just have a conversation without it? Yeah, there yeah, are plenty yeah, of subjects yeah. that we can talk about. Like, sure. we could have gone the whole time without talking about it, but yeah. it kind of, it always comes back to it, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was, uh, there's a whole range of different things and stuff like that, and I think... One of the hardest things that I've found since becoming a dad mm. is self-care. How do you mean? Making sure that I am doing everything that I need to do to look after myself. Mm. Because in my mind, I'm being selfish. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, in my yeah. mind, if I take a couple of hours out to go grab a coffee with a mate, I'm like, oh, I've left Melbourne in the lurch. I feel, mm. I feel guilty. Yeah. She hasn't made me feel guilty. My son hasn't made me feel yeah. guilty. I feel guilty. Wow. Why? Because I don't feel like I deserve to to do that. Wow. I don't feel like I, I deserve. So Mel went and got me a, a float and a, a massage yesterday. Cool. It was amazing. So um, like, but, and for 45 minutes, I'm in this darkened pod alone with my, my thoughts. Um, That's dangerous. But you know what? I walked out and I sat in the chair afterwards waiting to go into like the massage area. And, um, you know, I'm sat there and I'm like, I've never felt this clear before. So good. It was like 45 minutes of like a filter and every thought that I had in my head took me about five, 10 minutes to get comfortable. Yeah. And then I just laid there and all that. It was awkward though because the lady was like, okay, well, you know, so you come in. So I had my bag with my spare clothes and all that sort of stuff and I had like boardies on and everything like that. She goes, okay, so you just wash yourself off before you get in there. You, you wash yourself off with this stuff and then you get, you know, pop your clothes off, get in there. And yeah. She says, sorry, what? She goes, you get in there nude. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> she goes, oh, no, yeah. you don't have to. She goes, but she goes, there's a more immersive experience if you're one with the water. <laughs> if the whole thing's over, she goes, you'll actually find you relax a lot more. Yeah, cool. So I okay. Give it a go. Yes, I gave it a go. And it was... It was immersive. Intoxic <laughs> it was intoxicating. Um, you know. But like for the first five, ten minutes, I'm like, I wonder how much salt is in this to make it float. I wonder how yeah. much this, or I wonder how warm the water really is. You know, they say it's this degrees, but it doesn't feel, you know, not. and then after five or 10 minutes of actually going through it, you sort of, that 35, 40 minutes into the thing, I actually just found myself not falling asleep, but almost falling into a bit like a bit of a trance. Like mm. I was like, because it was dark. So even if I had my eyes open, it was pitch black. There's no light on, there's not, because it's all automatic. And there's music. And I'm just laying there and I'm like, oh wow, like this. And, so I went and got that and I got the massage and I, you know, did all that sort of stuff and everything like that. And I felt like, wow, I feel good. And then I got home and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, he hasn't slept and everything. And usually the tension comes back and I goes, oh, wow, I feel mm. bad. And mm. But it didn't. Great. It, 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 because I thought, no, you know what? 
like you were on for this time. Yeah. I was to go out. You know, there have been times where she's gone out for a coffee with friends and stuff, and I've been on. Yeah. And she'll text me and she'll go, how's it all going? Yeah. And I never reply back, get home now. Yeah. I say, yeah, it's gone. It's gone okay. It's gone well. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. He's screaming his head off. I'm like, yeah, it's gone fine. Yeah. Why? Because I want her, when she's with her friends, to be to present. Enjoy. I want her to be That's present right. and to enjoy it. And I want her to be able to do the same with me. Yeah. And I'm slowly learning that that is something that I need to do. I'm slowly learning that that's something that, that I need to to have is self-care. So sometimes, like, that's the only time I get to have that self-care is mm. is at... When you're out. No, well, no, but th- 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. So when she's gone to bed, and I was like, oh, would you just come to bed? And all that. But I'm like, sometimes I just need to... Yeah have time to myself just to do that and then she'll sleep in and I can take him and play with yeah. him for a bit and then put him back down for his morning nap and she can sleep in for a bit Absolutely. longer because she's been up feeding or you know she hasn't slept all that well mm. or whatever and as I said to her you know at the moment we've we just got to while I'm on holidays we've got to just there's a bit of give and take yeah you know Absolutely. and all that sort of stuff and eventually in the next week or two once he starts to really start to sleep those longer stretches and stuff like that then you know, we can get some normality back. But yeah. as a lot of people have said, well, welcome to the next 18 years. And that's that's what it's going to be fine. like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think for me, like, I, I look at a lot of the way we do things and stuff like that. I know we're going to wrap up. Yeah, so, that's right. Um, I look at the way we do a lot of things um, in society. And one of the things that, that I probably think we don't do often enough as, as men Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking specifically about men here, is withdraw yeah. into the wilderness. You know, you look at Jesus, he would withdraw. It's a lot easier to withdraw into the wilderness back when he was there. Yeah. yeah There's a lot more wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> now I think, you know, we have phones and we have that. And we And we justify everything. I better take my phone with me just in case there's an emergency. Or mm. I better, better take my smartwatch and, and log in my yeah. GPS details. And, and we don't necessarily switch off. Yeah. But I remember switching off. Um, I remember going for a walk. Um, when we were in hospital and Elijah was just being born, I remember going for a walk and I took my phone with me obviously because, um, you know, Mel was in the hospital, but he's only a couple of days old and I was there just in case she needed me to come back. And I just went for a walk around Subiaco, grabbed myself a coffee and I just went for a walk. And it wasn't that I was in the wilderness. It wasn't that I was amongst nature and all, which I love getting out to. It was actually the fact that I had switched off. Yeah. It was, I'd, I'd kind of put my phone in a mode where it was only Mel that could contact that could me. contact you, yeah. And like a do disturb kind of thing. And and I just people watched. And I, I looked mm. and I embraced it. And yeah. I looked at it and I went, wow, this is this is nice. And then it was kind of like, I'm a father. This, yeah. is, this is crazy. Like I'm a dad. And, you know, it's sort of this crazy, crazy, crazy. And I found like I don't cry. Like, you know, like I don't cry at all. But I found myself welling up, you know, a couple of nights ago as I'm putting him to bed. Mm. I'm singing worship and he's sort of dozing off and he's doing <laughs> thing and he just looks up at me and smiles. <laughs> and then sort of that. And I'm just sitting there going, oh my gosh. Yeah. The last thing he's looked at before he's gone to sleep is me. Yeah. And he feels safe and secure. Yeah. And like, it's just like, oh my gosh, like this is just, like the Amazing. love I have for this child is just... I cannot explain it. Yeah. Um, and man, like, I think you know, in society, I think 
for the benefit of our wives, for the benefit of our children, men need to withdraw and they need to do something, whether it's going fishing, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's, yeah. you know, even yeah. if it's with your family, you know, going for a hike or something, just getting out in nature and just withdrawing from the chaos of life. Yeah. The dishes can be done later. Yeah, they can. The floors can be cleaned later. The, you know, the, the car can be washed, the garage can be sorted, and all those, and these are all the things I've got to do. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they, these things can be done at a later time. time. But mm. sometimes the ability to take advantage of the spontaneous moments, mm. that's the hardest part. Yeah. To go, you know what? We've got a window of time of a couple of hours here. Let's go for a walk. Let's yeah. grab a coffee and go for a walk as yeah. a family. Mm. Sometimes we, we feel like we, okay, the baby's asleep. Let's, let's get yeah, some cleaning done. Yeah, yeah. No, let's let's yeah. sit down and watch a movie together. Let's, let's spend some time. Life because you know what? Trolls. He's going to fall asleep later on. Absolutely. You know? We'll have to. But right now, we, we feel good. Let's, let's, let's sit down and watch a movie and, and all that. And Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's, that's good. It. That's good. We... I read a book last year. What was it? This year sometime. I uh, don't remember. They're all muddled in. Um, <laughs> it's another thing that happens is time goes oh, in man. different directions. Yeah. But um, I read a book which uh, which was The Ruthless Elimination of Hari. Talked a lot about how society changed from um, people sleeping upwards of 11 hours a night mm. to now less than eight hours on average. Um, what light, the light globe, you know, did that. And all, so like all of that and how it's affected us and the reality that when technology started to advance, yeah. Part of the biggest worry was that we would have too much time on our hands for leisure because we would work less, get more done. But actually, it turned that it turned into society became an overproductive. Like we went into yep. faster and faster, faster phones, getting access to twenty four seven, so we don't ever switch off. Mm. And then that call to like Christians, <laughs> believers, to actually go, hey, the Sabbath was made for man, use it to realize that um, God's in control, to delight, to worship. Yep. And, and, and that solitude, practicing solitude and like withdrawing from business of life so that we become, um, you know, think, I've been contemplating things like, what is Jesus doing? How do you pray for, you know, let's say it was just eight hours just being generous. But the night before he goes, and selects his disciples, or mm. you know, appoints them. He 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 goes and prays all night. Mm. I, I don't know if Christians, a lot of Christians in the Western world, have a concept of what it would be like to pray all night. I mean, an hour. I mean, that's the super elite Christians at the moment, from what I can see. But eight hours. Just getting into a prayer meeting. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> You know, so eight, you know, eight hours of praying. What, what would that even look? Do we have a, do we have a theology and practice of what that would look like? And because that's not even like, hmm. you know, it's it's clear Jesus often withdrew to desolate places to pray, and that's yeah. not an hour. That's no. like super early in the morning or late night. Yeah, there was a thing that was about the the, the actual word withdraw means to completely like disconnect to yeah. to to pull oneself away yeah so to withdraw isn't an hour thing like he would literally to the, to go to the wilderness from there you'd 
He'd you walk. have to walk. Walk. There was no it's cars or anything like that. It wasn't right. like you know. And he'd walk. And and yes, there was a lot of wilderness around these places. But for him to then walk and get in there and then mm. pray and get himself and all that sort of stuff and everything, even to his disciples, can you not wait with me one hour? You know. Mm. Um, and I look at I look at that and I think, man, this is just crazy. And that's why I was talking about like, don't sweat small stuff. And and as men, we need to withdraw often. Absolutely. You know. Um, but even like for me, I'm just. I think the hardest, the hardest, 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 hardest thing is um, learning that that whole thing of, of how often Jesus rested. You look at it; he would be, they always he just, they found him asleep. Mm. You know, he would go and do ministry, but he's going to withdraw. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm tired. I need to go and do this because he would empty himself. To refill himself up with, back right. with God to then go again. And go again. We kind of almost do these little, you know, oh, Tuesday, we better just top up what we need and all that sort of stuff and everything. Like we never completely kind of go down to the, the, the red marker and go, all right, well, now, now I've got the fuel light coming on. I've emptied myself of everything. Mm. Literally, I've got the fuel light on. I can't run on anything else. Okay, now I'm going to fill myself with God yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. We kind of go, now I'm good. All right, God, I'm, I'm just going to pray for half an hour before I go and do this decision or something like that. Like we don't, we don't embrace. Like it's a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. That's right. It's not 21 days that we pick in January to make sure we have a good year or something like that. It's not yeah. seven days before a conference to make sure that you know we see souls. No, it's it, it should be yeah. consistent. Yeah. It, it 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 it's it's supposed to be a, a lifestyle of this thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm but, reminded of the. You know, the interaction with Jesus coming down after transfiguration and his disciples couldn't cast out the demon. And just that, his response when they asked him, why couldn't we do what he just did? He's like, this one doesn't come out but by prayer. Some version saying praying and fasting. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about lifestyle. He didn't go, mm, okay, this one, this is a big demon. I'm just going to go back three or five days without, <laughs> without food and water and just pray and just come back and then we're going to do this thing. But he did it because, like you said, <laughs> lifestyle, consistency. Yes. So he, he knew his God. Um, and, you know, that's... And the other thing as well is that this whole thing about withdrawing, it goes so against, you know, when you have big problems, the last thing you want to do is take your hands off and actually yeah. go and acknowledge, God, you need to deal with this because I don't have the power, resources. It, it's a so go to him um, instead really what we generally will do at least you know culturally is just like get in more more hands on more time it's going to require more energy to fix problems or yeah to, you know like we 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 become we turn ourselves into god to try and work out the solution instead of going to god to help us navigate what the solution is actually going to be um and so you know this whole idea of even you know you think about jesus um and w- it's a bigger conversation than what we have time for anyway, but even thinking about how when we find something that works, we build structures and we want to replicate. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you look at the life, life of Jesus, he, whenever something massive happened, crowds were like, oh my gosh, this is the next best thing. He never the did the same flock, miracle. Never same did way. the same thing. And then what he, he would do is when the crowds come, he would say something, so they go away from him. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, you talk about things like even becoming celebrity pastors and having a Christianity that's popular or whatever, status quo. It's It would repulse Jesus, um, at least the Christianity that we yeah. have, because he's not about the crowd. He's about the disciple mm. who... You know, like, and even the disciple, he's going, he's still challenging and he's still saying, are you also going to walk away from me? And until we have the realization that we don't come to God for what he can do, we come to him because he has the words of life and where else can we go? We're going to be just another person in the crowd and replicate whatever the crowd is doing because that's how PC culture gets together. That's how we become progressive and so far away from from how God has called us to live as believers that we generally will justify the way that we think and behave, even if it's completely not in line with Jesus' words, lifestyle, his theology. His. So, um, you know, I think it's been, it's been one of those couple of years that, well, and even longer, that's kind of going like, if God is sovereign, made my life reflect it because mm-hmm. if I'm not as in control, I shouldn't try to delude myself into thinking I should try and control to get results. hundred percent. Even even like you look at um I'll say this and then we can pick yeah, it up. We can but pretty much you know, Jesus would, would say to people, What do you want me to do? There's a blind guy. Yeah. Blind's probably going, what do you think he wants me to do? <laughs> But then after he would perform the miracle in whichever way he would perform it, yeah. you know, spitting in dirt and rubbing in people's eyes and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, could you imagine somebody in church going, right, I was a blind guy, grabs some water, grabs a bit of like pulpery or something like that and throws it in their face mm. and they're going, what a psycho. <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, but you know what he said? Exactly what you said. He'd send him away. Yeah. Go and sin no more. Yeah. Not, not pick up your mat and follow me. It's go and sin no more. Mm. Go, off you go. Yeah. To his disciples... Come and follow me. Yeah. But to those he healed, I've got twelve. I don't need any more. Yeah. You know, I don't need any more friends. I don't need any more. You, you go. Yeah, no, you go and yeah. sin no more. And it wasn't going to live a sinless life. It was now that you're healed, go and live life like a healed person. Yeah. And that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. We're supposed to live our lives as healed, free people, as Christians. Yeah. But instead, we keep coming back to the fact, if your testimony spends 90% talking about what your life used to be like <laughs> and 10% about what Jesus has done, then you've missed the point of sharing your testimony. That's right. Yeah. It's supposed to be that you share this small little snippet of how bad your life was and then you talk about all the wonderful things Jesus has yes. done in your life. Absolutely. And, and he's continuing to do. Absolutely. Because it's not five years ago. It's every day. And at the end right? of your testimony, you should sit there and wrote to be continued. Absolutely. We should be sharing more testimonies in church. But instead, what we're doing is we're picking 24 scriptures to formulate an idea around why we should have peace. Mm. But that's a different time for a different <laughs> subject. I think I've offended enough people. Uh, <laughs> more to be offended too. <laughs> Part three. Appreciate it. That's all right. No, thank you. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. Oh, I wouldn't call it wisdom. I would just call it <laughs> what goes on in Josh's head. Uh, I like what goes on in Josh's head. <laughs>